Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Hardcore Motors Podcast for June 24, 2020. I have the illustrious Becky Alley, top 1% of all loan originators in the United States. Becky Alley, what's happening today? Hey, present. Hi, everyone. And we also have the host for 20 years of the Hardcore Mortgage Real Estate Business Show, heard only on 97.1 from Saturday, on Saturday mornings from 9 to 10, Mr. Harvey Freed. Hello, everybody. Yeah, snaps. Yeah, snaps. And we have John Cole and Lisa Lawson. Lisa's a little under the weather today, and John Cole is getting, yes, everybody, he is a homeowner. He's getting some plumbing done in his house. I'm sure next week he will share with us how that went today as being a homeowner, which we always share with our audience. Everybody out there, I want to tell you that this is the Hardcore Mortgage Podcast brought to you by Capital Mortgage Funding, always powered by Fairway Independent Mortgage. Equal housing under our NMLS number is 2289. We have to say that because our corporate attorneys love it when we say that. So anyways, guys, what's happening out there? It's kind of crazy in the market right now. Busy is a good thing, right, Beck? Yeah, it's definitely busy. Um, I'm the busiest I've ever been in my whole entire 15, 16 years. Um, actually, 16 years. Man, I just just realized that it'd be 16 years this year. So busiest I've ever been. You know, it's obviously like, you know, working with the right professionals is like we preach all the time. You can't can't say it enough because this is going to separate the, the mice from the men, right? Or yeah, how that saying goes. Yeah, it is. Uh... <laughs> It's really busy out there. Harvey, what do you have to say about how busy we are? Well, business is good. Um, I think some families are really getting uh, some great houses out there. It's exciting and fun for a lot of the first-time home buyers. I wish when I bought a house, Harry, back in uh, my first house in 1991 or two, I wish that the interest rates were as low as they are today because um, I think I closed on my first mortgage at 8%. And uh, boy, it's almost... A third of that today. Yeah, Almost I was a, a six and that. a quarter. Like mine was six and a quarter in two thousand six when I bought my first house, and now well, it's let me like. Be, can I be the old guy? <laughs> let me be the old guy. The old guy here bought his house in nineteen eighty eight. I got twelve and a half percent. Oh, <laughs> that's not as bad as the early eighties when rates were at seventeen and eighteen percent. But you know, guys, you lead me into a great topic. The topic for me today, my topic is, is that with how busy we are. And all lenders trying to get a little bit more, a little bit bigger piece of the pie, they are offering, and there are offers out there that I am seeing that conceal the number of points and costs people have to say. So what am I trying to say? It goes like this. You can get any rate you want right now, any rate. And you always can get any rate. When rates were at 12 and a half, you could have paid points and got it down to 10. When Harvey had his rate at what was 8%, he could have paid money to get it down to six. Becky, when you were in the sixes, you could have paid money to get down in the fours. Mm -hmm. So here's where we are, right? Here's, here's where we are right now. We are in the threes for mortgage rates. I'm rounding. Let's say we're in the threes. These are the lowest rates they've ever been. You could probably get somewhere in the twos on a 15-year fix, maybe a 10-year fix, something like that. Why would you want to go ahead? Now, you're seeing people being offered two and a quarter, two and a half, you know, whatever rate you want to get. But they don't tell you what the costs are 
to obtain that rate. How many points is that? Is that two, three, four, five points? And are the costs five, six, seven thousand dollars on top of the points? There, there are so many, there are so many things out there, and that's why you have to sit down, as Becky said, you have to sit down with a professional. You've got to crunch the numbers. You've got to do a deeper dive, and you've got to see what the cost-benefit analysis is. And I'm just going to lay it out there, everybody. My well, opinion is rates are so low. Why would you want to buy them down? Save that money for the stuff you're going to need for the house or start paying more principal. What are you going to buy down? What are you, why I'm are we buying down? Now. Um, well, the point you're making is even more valid because of what we really know. And what we know as mortgage bankers is that half the people closing on their purchase, they're not going to keep that mortgage for five or six years. In mm -hmm. a couple of years, they might want to refinance to get rid of PMI. In a couple more years, they might want to refinance to drop the term down to a 20 or a 15 year. And so many buyers are just throwing away their money because they don't understand and they're not doing what we call the math. And, it, it, and we know that. And there's other reasons why they might not keep that mortgage, Becky. They might not be together with their spouse in five years. Yeah, quarantine. <laughs> I mean, hey, hey, can you plan <laughs> There's a lot that? of divorce happening. Um, there's just so many variables, Harry, that the point you're making is not only are they being, they're being swayed to chase a lower interest rate that costs them money, and you have to hang on to the mortgage for so many years for it to make sense, and it just doesn't. Listen, I, I got a topic. I just had the conversation last night with a client that's trying to refinance, okay, right in our backyard in Berkeley. Currently, she has 3.625, which is a great rate. Okay, so now we're looking in the low threes. Um, you know, we're going to retain a 30-year fix for this individual. Okay, well, she said, I heard from so-and-so that I can get in the twos on a 30-year fix. And I said, well, guess what? You can, but you're going to pay for it. So we sat down for 40 minutes between 8.30 to after 9, and I literally broke down the benefit to let her see, okay, this is where we're at at no points versus where she's going to be paying points. And so I said, are you going to stay in this mortgage for the next five years? And she's like, well, I don't know. And I said, okay, well, then why would we want to pay $4,000 to save you $20? And, like, and when I broke down the math for her, it generally didn't make sense. So what we're talking about right now is does 2.875 on a 30-year fix sound cool? It sure does. But does paying $5,000 for that rate sound cool? No, it no. <laughs> so, Becky, we do know that the person you talked to, what we do know for sure is she would have to lay out that four grand. What we don't know is when she's going to move out of the house. If you're unsure, then we can't do, we can tell you that the cost-benefit analysis on that is no bueno. Can't do it. We don't want you to do it. I would tell anybody right now, and this is the model that we always use, the current value of your money is worth more than the future value. So that money that you could use to, you could pay additional principal. Why pay points? You might need furniture, blinds, appliances. You might need it for quality of life. Maybe you want to redo your deck or your patio because you're going to spend a lot of time this summer outside. We all know that, right? We don't want to be inside. We want to be outside. The current value of your dollar is worth more than the future value of your dollar. Harvey. What do you think about that? Yeah, a thousand percent. I went ahead and I love the amortization charts. And this morning I went ahead and ran some numbers. I took a $200,000 loan and we all know that a discount point would be 1% would be $2,000. And the difference of, I threw it out there to say that if you paid one point, you would get a quarter percent lower in interest rate. 
Well, that's not always the case. Sometimes it's only an eight lower. Mm -hmm. But I took, took it a step further and said, well, what if I could pay one discount point, $2,000 on my $200,000 loan and obtain a quarter percent lower in interest rate? Well, that $12 in savings divided by 2000 Harry, you do the math. It takes 166 months to break even. Not to mention so only 180 months. Not right. Not good. to mention yeah. if you're trying, if you're talking to someone that's going to, they don't want to bring nothing out of pocket. I want zero out of my pocket. Okay. Well, guess what? Now you're increasing your loan amount. So in the example that I gave, it was you know pretty specific and that was specific to that person. So everyone's credit what their loan amount is, all of that is going to be different for every individual. Just like I'm different than Harvey and Harry, your my loan is going to be different from them as well. So in a situation like that, I mean, it's you have to think about, okay, if I want to bring no money to closing and I'm paying these points, that means my loan amount is now creeping up by another four, five thousand dollars than it would if I did, you know, if I just took the standard rate. I mean, so everyone's different. Buying points for sure is in vogue right now. And that's just meaning that when you're just calling around to Hey, what's your rate? What's your rate? What's your rate? Okay, cool. It's two point. It's two percent. Okay. Well, they're not telling you what you're paying for that rate, so you need to get whatever you're going to get in writing. Because, like I say all the time, if you talk to enough people, someone's going to tell you what you want to hear. But that doesn't mean it's what you want. So that that topic to me is a very important topic. Also, Becky, you can call, and you could talk to a lot of people. All right. Like you said before, your brother's mother's sister-in-law's ex-husband's cousin, cousin <laughs> is going to go ahead and say they heard it from the guy at work that they got 1.99%. Okay. Well, I got news for you. You could shop on the internet, like you said. You could talk to people. But you really need to take the time, like Becky, Harvey, John, myself, everybody here at Capital Works Funding, morning, noon, and night. We'll do it at your convenience, but we have to break down the numbers for your situation. Remember, Becky, credit has a lot to do with it too, right? It, it's slotted. It, it, listen, FICO scores right now are dictating what interest rates you get, not only on mortgages, on credit cards, boat loans, car loans, consumer credit. If you have a great credit score, you're going to get the best rate. If you have not such a good credit score, I'm not talking about a very low one. I'm talking about just a middle of the road one, which years ago would have been considered good. You're not getting the best rate on all those things, Harvey Freed. So we have to be able to be able to pull the information. So your brother's mother's sister's father-in-law's ex-husband's cousin mm -hmm. who sat next to the guy at work that told you he went on the internet and got 199, they paid for it and or they're trying to one-up you because you want to know something? You're never going to get a lower rate than they got because they always got the best rate. Because oh, yeah. they're not telling you the truth. Mm -hmm. right? They are not telling you the truth. You well, everybody's to get, got a topper. Yeah, go everybody's ahead. Got everybody's got a topper. Got a topper. In the uh, but, you know, here you, you brought up the things that come to my mind are a track record. Honesty, knowledge, and a track record. Who are you speaking to on the phone? Well, if anyone's watching this podcast or if you watch it during the week, let me assure you that since I have all the people in my back pocket that work at these title companies, they're telling us how other lenders are ripping you off. What lenders are doing here, bad people, bad lenders in our industry are using the lack of knowledge that the consumer has against them. And it's shameful, but they don't know the consumers. So, you know, here we are uh, with my energy and passion and my higher level of uh, voice. 
passionately trying to reach out and say, don't do this. Don't spend this extra money. Take a look at the math. And again, deal with people that have a track record. It's very rare that you're going to keep the mortgage long enough to break even on paying discount points. If you do have enough equity in the house and this is your forever home, okay, that's a different conversation. But um, the honesty and the knowledge, boy, if you're not dealing with people with a track, a track record in the area, wherever you're from, you, you need to find those people immediately. Yeah, like I bought, so for example, I bought a house in 2018. And at the time, the lowest rates, and I'm in the, in, I am in the industry deep in it, like up to my eyeballs, in this <laughs> industry, right? And the lowest rate that I could get was in the high, high fours in 2018, yeah. because that was where the rates were at. Well, look where they are now. So what he's saying is, you know, if I would have paid points two years ago, that would have just been money flapping in the wind and gone. If I, you know, like, so it, it doesn't make sense sometimes when you, you know, if you're looking at the financial profile of it to pay the extra money to save $20, like why pay $3,000 extra, save $20 a month? Because here I am refinancing like everyone else in their, like in, you know, in the world right now, because the rates are the lowest they've ever been in the history of ever, ever right now. So, right. So. Uh, you know, again, this podcast is about education. It's about hardcore truth, answering hardcore questions, addressing hardcore topics. And the fact of the matter is, is that you're going to get the client consumer bombarded with lenders offering certain programs. And Harvey said it, everybody in, in the industry knows, the industry insiders know who has the great reputations and who doesn't have the great reputation. All right. We will turn business away if it means not doing the right thing for a client. So often I'll tell my friends, I'll say, I must be the worst mortgage guy in the world because I tell people not to pay points. I go ahead and tell people that I want you to get a shorter term mortgage rather than a longer term mortgage if you plan on staying in the house and if you can afford the higher payment. See, everything has a price. The best refinance transaction that we do is one where it can shorten the term and save somebody money. Either shorten the term, save them in the long run if they're gonna be in the house, hundreds of thousands of dollars, or make sure that their monthly payment is saving them money on a monthly cash flow basis if that's important to them. Lastly, if we could do a refinance to take cash out to pay off Harvey, my favorite phrase, the toxic credit card debt that you have. But the key to that is you can't reacquire that debt on credit cards and run it up again. Don't use your house as a piggy bank. So, you know, Becky, a lot of times I'll tell people this and this is not the information that they want to hear. I mean, we keep it real a thousand percent. And, you know, everyone knows I love me a good 20 year fix, especially if someone, you know, just bought and you with these rates, if we can shorten your term, shorten your payment, lessen your payment, you know, I'm all about that. You know, people are, you know, tapping into that equity. They're using their biggest asset to kind of, like you said, alleviate this debt. What Harry's saying is that only works that if you don't repeat yesteryear's mistakes. So if you're putting your kids through college, you you know, you're like your children hit the birth lottery and you're out here hustling to make sure they have a better life. Good for your children. But at the same time, if we can use that, you know, your equity to pay off this debt to kind of give you that retirement or whatever it is that you're trying to do, just as an example that I see quite often, 
you know, at the same time, you can't turn around and just rack up those debts because that thousand dollars you might be saving by combining and, you know, consolidating this debt is going to be all for nothing if in this next year you're in the same position, you know, so we just try to educate you. We're going to give you our opinions, but ultimately you are going to be in the driver's seat. We're going to tell you what we think is best for you. All right, you guys. But you're going to be the one that's going to make that ultimate decision. You guys want to segue into some purchase business now. Um, Well, it's definitely home buying season as we flipped over to summer. Officially, it's home buying season. I think this year home buying season started on January 1. What a start to the year, January, February, and two weeks into March before COVID hit. But it appears that the second half of the year is going to be just as busy as any other year or any other times that we've had. So it's pretty exciting stuff out there. We constantly are seeing the home inspections come back with a lot of questions and a lot of concerns to families. I would say that the majority of my purchases lately have come back after inspection asking for seller's concessions so that once the family moves into the home, they're able to go ahead and use the money that they save. Uh, They didn't use it closing for closing costs and their escrows. That money now is being used that they keep in their pocket to do the home repairs. And the sellers aren't budging. Um, If you lived in your house for, Becky, a day or two, you pretty Mm -hmm. much understand that that extra toilet down there is a little sensitive. It doesn't flush real well. Yeah, you got to jiggle it just right. (laughs) Or or maybe the electrical electrical panel or something has a little uh, glitch in it. There's no doubt that we have a lot of older homes in Southeast Michigan and across the United States. The average age of a house, I think, in the United States is well over 35 years. So it's very, we talk about inspections. Yes, everyone needs to get one. But more importantly, the inspection reveals these items that are wrong with the house. Now, if you've got all the coin in the world, all the money in the world, and you just have to be in that subdivision, once again, you got to do what you got to do. But the majority of the homes out there, even in this competitive market, um, the sellers are willing. They know that there's two to $3,000 worth of miscellaneous things that need to be addressed, including we've seen electrical, plumbing, uh, heating and cooling, all, all sorts of different system functionality of the home. Yeah, I mean, I've had two actually this week that, um, you know, kind of fell apart because of the private home inspection. You know, everything was put together very nicely. It showed very cosmetically nice. And then you get someone in there looking in the nooks and crannies and they had some major plumbing issues in one of them and the other one had mold. I mean, so, you know, the private home inspection, that extra 300 bucks, I don't know if that's worth it for you to weigh that just to make your offer stand out because you are putting yourself in a position to be the one that all of a sudden you're finding out this information slowly. And if, you know, who wants to jump into a house if you just paid $20,000 for down payment closing costs to dump another 10,000 because you found it have mold or you have to bust up your whole basement floor or whatever the situation is. I mean, so, you know, like what Harvey's saying is that we want to make sure that all of our clients and everyone's protected and, you know, you can always go back and negotiate for additional costs um, once your offer is accepted, once you find out that this inspection is just not what you thought it was going to be. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, likewise, a friend of mine's son, young kid, he and his fiance are buying a house. They were all hopped up on this house in Berkeley. Uh, the first house, they got the home inspection. They got the bad vibe, not from the inspector. The inspector's hired to look it over and give the report. They got the bad vibe when they were walking through the house. They were checking out some things. They, they said, no way. They didn't pull the trigger on buying their, that house. They found a different house, and they're good to go in their new house. So it, it's, you know what, I think it's wise to spend that $350, $400.
because you're protecting a two, three hundred thousand dollar investment or whatever the investment's going to be. Mm-hmm. I think that's wonderful, and I think that uh, you know a lot of people say don't use that inspector; he's a deal killer. Well, you know what? That's the inspector I'm hiring. Okay, yeah, that's, I, the, that's the inspector I'm hiring. Yeah, I always say I, I want, want the inspector to hurt my feelings. Right. Hurt my feelings about the house. I need to know what is up with this house because you're not always going to get. You know, if they miss some information on a seller disclosure unknown, okay, well, I can say I don't know or it was unknown, but in reality, somebody knows what's going on with their house. So Yeah, that, that I love that. But years ago, there was an inspector in town, and I've already thrown him enough business over the last 30 years. I'm not going to mention his name, but he was known as a deal killer. However, you know what I'm talking about, right? I think so. So, so he, this guy's a deal killer. I'm like, beautiful. Who do you think I'm going to hire when I buy my house? Of course. Why wouldn't you? So when somebody tells you something, and oh, you know, this this guy's too honest. This guy tells it like it is. He's too above board. That's the greatest compliment that you could ever receive is if somebody says to you, you're too honest, you're going to tell it like it is. There's nothing wrong well, with that. Now, yeah. we, all, we have to be educated on how we talk. And we have to be educated on the information that we're giving out. But I don't mind when people say that about us. I really don't. As a matter of fact, I would prefer to hear that then we ever put somebody in a bad mortgage program or in a bad situation. I'm, I'm not all about that. We are out. Becky, you are out in your community. Harvey, you're out in your community. We all are here. We walk with our heads high in our community because we will not put somebody in a bad situation. If they want to enter that situation on their own volition, and that means they have to go somewhere else for a mortgage, you know, so be it. So be it. I like to think of that as a badge of honor and how we've been around Becky 16, 17 years, Harvey over 30. I'm over 30 years in the business. That's why we've been around for a long time. I like to believe that. I want to be, believe that we give that great advice. And it's just like when we tell people, hey, please don't ever waive that home inspection. If you do, it's on you. So um, Becky, a couple other things and we're going to wrap it up. I want to talk about the realtor end of the business right now, you have so many realtor contacts and so many realtors are showing houses. Um, as Harvey mentioned, you started out gangbusters two and a half months and then effectively stopped here in the state of Michigan. Other places, it's been fine. But really effective June 1st is when it started getting hot and heavy. Right. Yeah, I mean, so yes. right now, t- talk about what's going on now on June 24th. I mean, you have, I mean, they're working day and night right now. They're making up for that lack of time. I mean, so you had the houses coming on the market in May. And so obviously now we're seeing those purchase agreements, those accepted offers and, you know, the multiple offers, you know, that are happening in right now, the, like you're talking about credibility, you know, so like these real estate agents, you know, the ones that have that credibility, they have that good reputation. I mean, you can see the difference between their offers getting accepted and some people that are putting in two and three and four. And you know, sometimes you're going to get beat out and that's fine. I and mean, because you are going to get that one person that's going to just throw money at anything just because they're desperate, you know, but we try to make sure that people aren't acting out of desperation. They're acting out of knowledge and educated and, you know, all that stuff. But, you know, down in the Down River area, I'm in County, I'm Oakland. I mean, we're all over the place. I'm out of state even. I mean, so there's um, in Texas, there's a lot of people buying investment properties right now. I mean, they're just gobbling up these investment properties. I mean, so uh, real estate market, I think for the second quarter, we're still yet to see what it's really going to do. I think that people have been hesitant to put their off, their houses on the market still. 
but I do think that we have a lot of room to for growth. And I do think it's going to kind of push us through the winter months regardless, just because, um, you know, those two months, you know, it was kind of like a bottleneck and you're just going to just start to explode more and more and more for sure. Great. Harvey, any parting words, any last words that you have for everybody out there? Uh, my parting words are that if you truly want to become a homeowner, now would probably be one of the best times. So even if you don't think uh, right now is your time, as we always talk about uh, preparing for your home purchase, definitely give us a phone call. It might not be for you to dive into today's market. The inventory is on the lighter side. You might not have enough money saved up right now to be extremely competitive with the lack of inventory out there. We are seeing most of the listings are on the competitive homes between two, 200 and 400. Uh, listing price or over asking price. So it leaves a lot of buyers out there maybe looking in, but it doesn't mean you shouldn't call your mortgage banker and give us a call at Capital Mortgage so that we can definitely get you set up so that maybe you become a homeowner October through December. We think it's going to be a strong market throughout 2020. There you go. Becky Alley, last words. Um, I can't believe it's borderline July right now. <laughs> it's end of June. I mean, this has been um, it's went by so fast. I mean, we love obviously speaking to you guys. We can't attest enough to the education, the knowledge. If you are thinking about buying within the next six months to a year to tomorrow, the sooner you make the phone call, the better, because we need to make sure you're in line to make sure that your offer is going to be competitive. So we know what your maximum is going to be. Refinance transactions. I mean, it is what it is. Rates the lowest you've ever been. It most likely is going to make sense for you. There has been a few cases where it didn't make sense for someone, but again, we're going to shoot you straight. We're not here to sell you. It's just, it is what it is right now. The rates are selling themselves. So make sure you're getting in line. There's some, I'm not going to say there's some, there are some bigger investors out there that where you have to have 20%. You can't refinance if you don't have 20% at all ever, even on a purchase transaction. So, you know, talk to us. We have the flexibility. We're progressive in our underwriting and, you know, we'll make sure we put you in the right program as a vehicle to get you where you got to go. That's right, everybody. So listen, my parting words are you got to watch out. Be educated. Watch out for all the lender brokers out there offering lower rates. All that's doing is concealing higher fees and higher costs for points. You, you're paying for it. You are paying for that lower rate if you're buying down with points. And don't fall for it. I mean, you have to do the math, do a deeper dive. Also, as we said, our favorite programs shortening the term if you can afford it, saving money on monthly cash flow. If you're taking cash out to pay off high toxic debt, please do that. Or for a lifestyle, for home improvements, that's fine. Do not use your house as a piggy bank because it's just going to come back to bite you. We've seen it happen. My parting shot is keep it simple. As you can see behind me, keep it simple. Be smart. Stay safe. Stay healthy, everybody. For Harvey Freed, Becky Alley, for Roberta Beauchene in the booth, our producer-director, he's the guy behind the magic curtain. I'm Harry Glantz for the Hardcore Mortgage Podcast. We'll see you and talk to you on Saturday when Harvey hosts, along with Becky Alley, Lisa Lawson, John Cole. And yeah, we're going to have the uh, John Goodman week. team will be joining us as well. John right. Goodman. I love John Goodman team. Yep. They are legendary in Northville and surrounding areas. Mm -hmm. um, give us a call at the office locally, 248-LOW-RATE. Nationally, 1-800-3-LOW-RATE. Or on the state of Michigan, 1-800-LOW-RATE. Harry Glantz, Becky Alley, Roberta Beauchene, and Harvey Freed. We are out. <laughs>